Hey, if you got your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We're still going to talk about Christmas. There's so much in here, so many things to do. But today's going to be a little bit different. Wednesday night, how did I, I had a lot of fun Wednesday night because it was not broadcast. It was not taped. <laughs> Woohoo! Talk about freedom. Your word against mine. I'm the only one that remembers what was said. That's so why I had a blast. Now that, you know, everything you say will be held against you because it's recorded. And everybody sees you because it's, you know, it's online. Man, it used to be easy. You could say things, do things, and then people say, hey, you said this. Uh-uh. I didn't say that. But uh, now they can go back. It's kind of like that commercial says, okay, let's do the replay. And they see it. And you say, oh, see, you blew it, you know. So anyways, praise God. Not that I never let that bother me, guys. You guys know that. I, I don't care. I'm just going to be me. Amen? And we're going to have a good time this morning. But on Wednesday night, I shared something about being joyful and having rejoicing and having joy. And joy is a very powerful thing. And I made a determination to, for the rest of this month, I'm going to be happy. I don't care what happens. Don't care what I have to deal with with Christmas shopping, who we have to deal with with Christmas drivers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to allow God to be God. Amen. But let's look at this here. In uh, um, Luke chapter 2, let's begin reading down verse 8. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them and says, Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will see a, find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angels was joined by a vast host of others and the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Amen. Don't you know, he said, I bring you great tidings of great joy is what the King James says. Now I want you to turn over to Romans uh, chapter 14. Go over to Romans chapter 14. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 14. And we're going to talk to you about that. We're going to stir you up. Because listen, if we don't bring this to the earth, nothing's going to happen. If we don't stir up our hearts, if we don't stir it up, then it's not going to be made manifest. Amen. And we are the only hope that this world has. Amen? We are. You know, if you go someplace, nothing happens because you bring in the glory and the presence of God so something can happen. Hallelujah. You're bringing Jesus with you. You're bringing the spirit of God with you. You're bringing the power and the presence. You're bringing the answer. You're bringing the joy. You're bringing the love. You're bringing the peace because you're bringing you. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, you got to come in. Like my, my son Aaron did this when he was in kindergarten, okay? I took him to school one day, and we were late. And I thought, oh, man, we're late. And I hate being late. I mean, I that's still to this day. But anyways, it's like, so I'm bringing him in. I'm bringing him in. And all of a sudden, we get to the door, and I'm bringing him. I'm about to tell the teacher that, hey, I'm sorry, going to disrupt. And he burst in. He says, hey, I'm here. We can start now. <laughs> Changed the whole atmosphere. I was like, he's here. I'll see you. He said, I'm here. We can start now. He 
just figured that he couldn't start without him. I thought, that's true. Life doesn't start without you. Think about it for a second. Think about it for a second. Now, I'm going to share a verse with you, but look what this verse says. It says, the kingdom, verse 17, it says, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. The New Living says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen? And if you look at that, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. That means joy makes up one-third of the kingdom. One-third of your life. Because if the kingdom of God, which is the Bible, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is within you, the way you serve, where you live, where you go, is one-third of that is joy. We got to tell everybody else they're living in two-thirds of the kingdom. See, righteousness, when you know righteousness, who you are in Christ, what you have, that brings joy. When you know God's not mad at you, you know God loves you, you know that you're in right standing with God, that you can talk to you can enter in the throne room of grace anytime you want to. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can receive from God. I know you didn't want to get preached to this morning, but you're going to just, it's going to have to just, just do it. I'm just going to do it and have fun. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing too? He said, righteousness, peace. Isn't it amazing that we live in a world that doesn't have any peace right now? We live in a world of fear. We live in a world that just, you know, where's where's the peace? Amen? Well, you know where the peace is? The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Amen? It also talks about long-suffering. Amen? Talks about gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance, all those wonderful things. But the key is, is that the very first three, love, joy, hallelujah, and peace. Joy and peace. Hallelujah. Peace and joy. Hallelujah. They go hand in hand together. And if it's one third of the kingdom, I think we ought to find out how much joy we're supposed to have, how much life is that. Because joy is not found outside of you. Joy is found inside of you. Amen. We get so messed up when we allow what other people do to determine if we're happy or not. Or about what other people say or whether or not we're happy or not. Aren't you glad that your joy and peace is not found in somebody else's head? Woo-hoo! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We do know that people can try to steal your joy because the enemy's always trying to steal your joy. He's always trying to steal your peace. He's always trying to deny you your righteousness. He's an accuser. That's what he does, and he's good at it. Amen? But we know that over in Nehemiah, it said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So why aren't we strong? Why isn't there strength on the inside of us? Because we haven't tapped into the joy. Amen. Isaiah says this. It says that by joy, we draw out of the wells of salvation. We draw out of those things. By joy is how we draw out of us. The foundations of our salvation by the wells of our, we draw it out by joy. And to look at your faces, you need some joy. I know these lights, I can't see too many things, but I can see a few things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is that. I mean, we get joy and we get strong. I mean, we have this. We get strength and we get strong in the thing that when we stir up the gift of God that's within us. And so if it's one third of the kingdom, it's supposed to be one third of our lives that we operate in. 
then we ought to be the most happiest people on the face of the earth. We don't have to go to a happy place. We are the happy place. (laughs) Psalms 89 verse 15 and 16 says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance, and in thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. The Knox translation says this, happy is the people that know well the shout of praise that lives, Lord, in the smile of your protection. The New Living Translation says this, happy are those that hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. Hallelujah. Lord, they rejoiced all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exalt in your righteousness. You are their glorious strength. And I love this is what it says in verse 17. It pleases you to make us strong. So I'm going to give you some strength this morning. Some says, well, you're just happy because of this, or you're just happy. You just think you just got that kind of a personality, and you have a, yeah, I do. I I am the total half full. I am the total optimist you're ever going to meet. Very few times you're going to see me down and quiet. I'm not a quiet person. I'm not part of the loud family. Okay. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. I can't help that. All right. And I am what I am, and I'm not ashamed of it. Hallelujah. It doesn't bother me. If you don't like me, I like me, so I'm good. It's all good. I love you no matter what. Okay. But here's the key. The key is, is that God wants to make us strong. And if we'll know the joyful call to worship, we'll walk in the light of his presence. Because his presence is in you. And the Bible says where his presence is, there is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. I don't think we've ever tapped into that. Because I don't think we can handle it. I think it would just kind of bombard us. Now, lest you think, well, that's just an obscure scripture there. Psalms 89, 15 through 7. How about you go over to John chapter 17, Hallelujah, verse 13. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. Because Jesus said he gave this to you. Hallelujah. Jesus said he did. You got to stir yourself up. See, yeah, but I don't have any. You know, most people think when you get happy or you're joyful and you're full of life that you're bragging on yourself. When you have confidence and you have joy and you're happy, people say, oh, he, he's just full of himself. He just got everything. But you know, the most humblest thing you can do is rejoice in the midst of things. And you're not putting on a show. You're not trying to put it on. You're not trying to do things. You're trying to honor God. You're humbling yourself because in the midst of it, you know, you can't do anything. You have, you have no right to be this happy. <laughs> you ever have somebody come to you and say, oh, you have a right to be happy. And you're thinking, well, what does that mean? Am I not supposed to be happy? <sighs> Am I supposed to be beaten up? Am I supposed to be downtrodden? What, I mean, I'm a Christian. Jesus is still on the throne. God's still on the throne. Jesus' word's still here. I got up this morning and the sun was up. I got up this morning and the earth's still here. So God's word still works. Because see, see, if that doesn't happen, then we know God's word doesn't work anymore. But as long as I get up and there's a day, God's word works. Because the Bible says that the whole world and the universe is held together by his word. By what he said. Hallelujah. He said, you're going to do this. Light be. He said all this. So, this, so his word still works. Amen? Hallelujah. 
So look what it says here in, in John chapter 17. Let me jump over there so I can read it to you just out of the New Living, and then I'm going to read to you out of the Amplified. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I don't, I've already preached myself happy two or three times. I preached this to my wife yesterday. I was having fun. She said, this is going to be pretty good. I said, yep, you probably won't remember none of it, but I'm going to have fun with it. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Verse 13. I love it that I need to bring my glasses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Fighting this thing all the way through. Hallelujah. Y'all doing okay? Here we go. Now it says, now I am coming to you and I told, you, I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word and the world hated them because they did not belong to the world just as it, you know, just as I do not belong to the world. Of course, he's not going to take us out of the world. But verse 13, I want to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. He said, and now I'm coming to you. I say these things while I'm still in the world. So that my joy, everybody say my joy, which is Jesus' joy. He says, so that my joy may be full and complete and perfect in them or in you. I want my joy to be full and complete and perfect in you. That we, me, you may experience, he said, my delight. Hallelujah. Jesus' delight. Hallelujah. He said, that's, he said I'm, I'm doing, I want you to know I'm saying these things to you so that my joy will be full, complete, and perfect in you and that you may experience. Everybody say experience. Everybody say feel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How about we just feel some joy here? That may feel, experience my delight, my delight fulfilled in them. And my, here's the next thing he says, my enjoyment. Ooh. How many you know we got a lot of family and friends that we might not enjoy? But with Jesus, he wants us to have his enjoyment and to enjoy what he's doing. He said, and my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls that they may have. This is what I want you to get to. That we may have my gladness. He wants you to have his gladness within them, filling their hearts. He wants you to have, he goes, I want them to have my joy, my, my joy, my delight, my enjoyment, and my gladness to fill their heart. Take a moment to think about that. Take a moment and say, man, that's a lot. It is. You'd be so bubbly over, you'd be giddy. You'd be happy. You can't help but be happy. Amen? Remember what Paul said? He was standing before King Agrippa, and King Agrippa was asking all these questions, and Paul and he was, you know, grilling them, and Paul said, Woohoo! He jumps up and says, I'm a happy man. That's what the King James says. I think myself happy. That's what he says. He says, What in the heck? Paul's delirious. He's mad. Oh man, I'm about to get gummy. I'm getting judged and getting this guy could kill me. And I'm so happy I get to stand before the king and fulfill the ministry God called me to do. Because he said, I get to, I'm going to bring me before kings to preach the gospel. And he said, Oh, I'm happy. I don't stand here. Let me just tell you about what happened. Glory to God. Let me tell you the heavenly vision that came. I was on the road to Damascus. Hallelujah. And a bright light shine. And he began to share his story. Remember what he said? Almost thou persuadest me to get saved. He said, I don't want to almost you. I want you to. Not only you, but everybody. Paul said, I think myself happy. Some of you better start thinking yourself happy. I know that doesn't make good English, but praise God, you're going to get it. You know, I think myself happy. I'm going to count myself happy because God wants to give you strength. 
He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So it's, it's the strength that we get from God and the joy. It's the strength that we draw up from within us. And when you say people think, oh, God wants to give me joy. Where can I find joy? It's in you. The kingdom of God is in you. One third of you is joyful. You just haven't tapped into it yet. Well, I don't have nothing to be joyful. If you're saved, you have everything to be joyful about. If you're born again, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, glory to God, you ought to be able to shout from now until eternity. You don't need anything else. And if you do, you need to get it. We need to dip you down another time and put you, and you need to get the joy of your salvation. Remember, David said, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me that joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you do, strength comes. Strength comes. Hallelujah. Because see, believe it, remember I said rejoicing and, and, and being joyful and praising is humbling yourself. Because rejoicing and praising God is an act of faith. Remember what the Hebrew writer said. He said, let us offer the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. Amen. Let's offer the sacrifice. Sometimes, man, it's a sacrifice. But it's stirring up the joy and the love because it's part of the fruit of the Spirit. How many know that every one of the fruit of the spirits crucifies the flesh? Love, joy, peace will crucify your flesh. Just like long-suffering will. Putting up with somebody. Well, I'm just crucifying my flesh because that person's a jerk. <laughs> now, you're putting up with them, but your attitude stinks. They ain't no love and joy in that. Well, they ain't no love and joy in him. Who cares about him? You don't, how many of you don't do things for others in the sense of trying to, to do it to get their approval? You do everything you do as unto the Lord. Colossians 3.17 says, everything you do, do as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Giving thanks. Amen. You got to do all that. You got you to stop allowing people to mess your life up. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. I haven't even got off the half day down the first page yet. But it's good. We got lots of time. You're not listening too slow this morning. You're doing good. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Go to Philippians chapter four with me. <laughs> I said, Pastor, you're a little crazy this morning. I am. I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, there are so many things that have gone wrong, did go wrong. Hallelujah. And that's when you get to rejoice. So I'm just, I'm, as one person said, I'm just doing some business this morning. I'm out to rejoice, get some things from heaven. Amen. You know, it, it, it is kind of funny because if you've ever looked on YouTube or looked on these things and you'll see services by different people who are, you know, laughing and running and shouting and doing all kinds of pretty, pretty ridiculous things because of the clips they show and how it looks pretty like, gosh, these Christians are crazy. What? That's just, that's not, can't be God. None of that can be this. None of that can do this because they didn't hear the reason of why. You know, we always want to judge the actions of others based upon our feelings or based upon our reaction. And we have no idea what's going on in their life. You know, amen. Now, you've heard me tell the story of the little, the little guy, you know, the little Italian guy that came to my church. He danced all the time and he danced in the flesh all the time, 100%. But did it bother me? He danced all the time. He just danced. He just did. He'd have a great time. The kids would go dance with him. It's all kinds of cool back in Pittsburgh. And people say, Pastor, why don't you deal with that guy? I said, you know, let me just share his story. And then I finally had to share it publicly to everybody. I asked him if I could because he, before he was saved, he, he broke his back. 
and was not told he'd ever live or ever walk again or ever do anything. And God healed him. And God delivered and God saved him. And so, you know, and I always told him, I said, listen, he's 85 years old. And I wish I could move like that. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he was 75 when he showed up, but he, he did it for 10 years. So, you know, but the key is, is that when I said it, everybody's like, well, I think I might join him. I said, yeah, you should. You know, I said, that's not something, you know, here's the thing about it. He, that was something he just said, Lord, if you'll raise me up. And this is what he said, because he liked to dance when he was in the world. You know, he did. You know, he said, that's what he said. So, Lord, if you raise me up, I'll just dance for you. And that was his statement. And God raised him up. He said, I told him that. So God did. I mean, what was he going to do? And I figured, hey, he said, I can't go dance anywhere else. So I got to dance in church. I said, you might as well dance in church. (laughs) You see, but we want to judge and we want to look around and say, hey, let's do this or let's do that. Listen, you know, the key is, yeah, I know that there can be fanaticism and everything. But if you don't understand the purpose and the plan, and if you don't understand what God does, then don't judge the reactions of folks based on, you just like, well, God's dealing with them. Praise God. That might not be my cup of tea, but that might be theirs. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, we see that. I don't know how come I shared that, but did. Are you there at Philippians chapter 4 yet? If you're not, you're never going to be there. Look on somebody else's Bible, okay? All right. (laughs) Philippians chapter 4, okay? It says, rejoice. King James says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In, in the New Living, it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. He said, do you know that, that 16 times the word joy or rejoicing is mentioned in the book of the Philippians? 16 times. Either joy or rejoicing. Now, you do realize the Philippian church was the only church that ministered unto Paul in giving and receiving. The Philippian church, Paul was talking about, they're the ones that got a revelation of Jesus, you know, and the understanding that Paul wrote to them about Jesus coming down, you know, emptying himself and that name that's above every name. Amen. And, and you see the power and the plan and the purpose of God. You just see that. It's also where Paul said, hey, I, I keep looking. Not that I've already obtained. I'm going to keep looking. He said, I count everything in the natural as, as just dung. I count it as just trash so that I might gain the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Amen. He began to share with them great truths that are so amazing, so wonderful that we begin to see some, see some things here. And, and, and in it, though, he's talking about rejoice and rejoicing. Hallelujah. You know, w- when you see this, you realize that a merry heart. Remember the Bible says in Proverbs, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's the thing, too. If you read that verse out of the Amplified, it says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, and a cheerful mind will lead to healing. (laughs) Amen. A cheerful mind will lead to healing. What simply means is that your thoughts... Hallelujah. You have a choice. You can either think bad thoughts or good thoughts. You have a choice. You can do the same thing if you want. I mean, that's why you have a choice whether to smile or frown. You know, I read a long time ago, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. So I'm not, I just use less muscles. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it's when we take hold of the word of God that it begins to change us. Amen. It does. It's when we take hold of the word of God, God does some supernatural things. Hallelujah. And here's one thing for all of you that are competitive, you know, you know, if you're not happy and joyful and, and praising God on a, on a consistent basis, then guess what? The devil thinks he's winning in your life. Yes. 
And I don't want to give the devil any place. The Bible says neither give the devil any place. Amen. So I don't want him to think he's winning. I want him to think he's losing all the time. I want him to think that I, to me, when he gets, he says, I think he's lost his mind. He can't get down. He just can't get upset. Or he just, you know, I, I keep sending people to, to offend him. I keep sending this happening. I keep blocking this goal. I keep blocking this thing. And he's still happy. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> I want the devil to think that. I want him to know, no, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something very right with me. Because I found out my joy is not in all the things that are going on around me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's just like, oh, I'm going to get it. Amen. You know, I, I kind of quoted a scripture to you from Isaiah, but I want to read it to you. Then I want to tell you what the Moffat translation says about it. In, in Isaiah 12, 3, it says, Therefore, with joy, you shall draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Amen. The New Living Translation says, with joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Hallelujah. Isaiah 12, 3. And then it talks about Moffat's translation. I love this. It says, joyfully then you shall draw upon the fountains of deliverance. Hallelujah. Getting set free. And you know what most people need to get delivered from? Themselves. You need to get delivered from you. Amen. Because you're the one that messes you up more than anybody else. You stop the blessings of God because you stop saying what God wants to do. You stop honoring. You stop reading. Say, yeah, but I, nothing's changing. Man, Lord, that means you need to praise God and worship God just a little bit more. Let's look, guys. God's working. God's moving. Hallelujah. And remember what I said. Every fruit of the Spirit crucifies your flesh. Every fruit of it. Every, when you operate out of love, crucifies your flesh. When you operate out of joy and peace, long-suffering, patience, <laughs> amen. When you operate out of, the, of those areas, temperance, which is the last one, self-control, it crucifies your flesh. How do, what does that mean? Glory to God, it brings you into obedience to the, to the gospel, it brings you into obedience to Christ. And when you rejoice and you humble yourself before the Lord, God does great things. But here's one of the biggest things that I sense is that, yeah, but you don't understand. The devil operates on a pile-on effect and says, yeah, but I've got all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know. You need to rejoice even more so. Amen? Let me read you a, a scripture out of Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, also out of the Amplified Bible. Uh, I just kind of stumbled in there. It's kind of good. I like to look at all different translations. It's, here it is. But let me read it to you. I, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 through 19 says this. Though the fig tree does not blossom... And there be no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fail, and the fields are yielding no food, though the flocks be cut off, that means they're all dying from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls. Man, this looks like a pretty bad day, pretty bad year, pretty bad life. We ain't got nothing. Everything's going. What does he say? Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hind feet, and he will make me to walk and make spiritual progress upon the high places. Do you know why some people don't get progress spiritually as far as they need to? It's because they don't know how to worship and praise and sing and rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Because they don't understand their own personal bravery or their own personal strength is their relationship with God and their joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Their joy, their peace. So says, yeah, we just want us to be happy all the time. I want you to be joyful, not happy. 
I want you to be joyful. I want the power of the, of the, of, of the Spirit. I want that, that fruit of the Spirit to rise up and there be true joy in the midst. You hear bad news, you go, well, praise God, God's got an answer. Hallelujah. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. That just means I get to believe God even more. So this is what's going on. This is what happened. Because here's a key. The key to our spiritual growth and progressing in the things of God. Remember, one third of the kingdom's joy is our rejoicing and our praising and our worshiping. How many of you ever read in Revelations that every time they talked about being around the throne and every time the angels, man, they're going, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, hallelujah. I mean, they're worshiping, they're worshiping, they're worshiping. If you don't like worshiping, you're not going to like heaven. Hallelujah. But you still want to go there. Come on, we'll teach you when you get there. You know, I think they're going to have the ones over here that are learning how to rejoice, how to do some things. And the other ones over here, the ones that were God in, man, they're going to be over here. Hallelujah. Still all in the same place. Just, you know, they, hey, these ones got to learn a little bit more. These ones over here are a little more crazy. You know? Not, not that that's going to be. Praise God. We're all going to, you're all going to know as Jesus knows. And even those that didn't know how to, they're going to know how there. Amen. They're going to know how there. They're going to know how there. Hallelujah. They're going to know. Hallelujah. What to do. I mean, come on. The Apostle Paul takes a shipwreck and a snake bite and turns it into a revival and gets a whole, the whole, a whole island saved. So let's take your calamities, take all your mess ups and all of your crazy and let's turn it around and let's make revival. Let's make the power of God. Hallelujah. Now go to first Peter. Go to first. We may get out early today. This is good. Hallelujah. First Peter. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm maybe first Peter chapter one. <laughs> Hallelujah. I might even get a little more demonstrative. You never know. Hallelujah. Could get scary in there. Watch out. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 7. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being rested or being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So that when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Now verse uh, uh, 8 there says, You have him, or you love him, even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with joy, or rejoice with glorious joy, or glorious inexpressible joy, the New Living says. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. And let me just share that share with you here. It says, well, here's what happens though. You know, when it says, Though you see him not, you trust him. Amen. And you rejoice with a glorious and inexpressible joy. And the reward for trusting him must be the salvation of your souls, your salvation of your mind. Listen, when you don't see God doing anything, when you don't see nothing happen in your life, that's the time that you need to rejoice. That's what Peter was saying. Even though you don't see him, even though you don't see him doing anything for you, you don't see anything, you trust him. And you rejoice in God. You know, we sing this wonderful song that even though part of that song says, even when I see that he's working... I know he's working. Even when I can't see that he's working, I know he's working. We say that, but do we believe it? 
Do we actually believe it, that God's moving and working on our behalf all the time? That God is moving. God's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us so that we can boldly say, I don't care what man's doing. God's on my side. God's working this out. God said all things work together for the good to those that love him who are called according to his purpose. I love him. I'm called. I'm born again. So that means everything in my life is working good. Everything is going to work out. Everything is going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Because I'm not hopelessly unfaithful. Amen. I'm honoring him. I'm loving. I'm doing the best. Am I doing it all right? No, I'm probably doing most of it wrong, but I'm trying. Amen. I mean, when I started in ministry, I told the Lord, Lord, you're never going to have to say giddy up. But you are going to have to say, whoa. As you know, I grew up with horses. So I'm saying, you're, gonna, you're never going to have to say giddy up. But you are going to have to say, whoa, because I'm going to get out there. If you don't say, whoa, we're in trouble. And I said, we, because I'm going to blame you. So it's we. <laughs> See, because rejoicing will bring things to pass. They really will. And they'll change you in the process. Amen. You know, Deuteronomy 20, let's close with this. I don't even know when I started. It doesn't matter. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28 uh, talks about the curse of the law. You guys all know that. It talks about the curse of the law and all these things there. But one of the biggest things that he talked about the children of Israel in verses 45 you know, and 47, he said this. He said some things about God said his judgment is going to come on the people there because, number one, they did not obey the voice of the Lord you know, to keep his commandments and his statutes. Um, and here's the one thing that they didn't do. He said, because you did not serve me with joy and gladness of heart. Isn't that amazing? You did not serve me with joy and gladness of heart. Wow. You know, I mean, then he actually added for the abundance of everything because I've taken care of you. He said, these cursed things are going to come because you didn't serve me with gladness of heart. You know, he brought them through the whole... Exodus, he brought them through all of those things there, brought them into all that stuff, brought them into goodness, blessing, and yet they just, they couldn't handle it. They just couldn't handle it. They just couldn't handle it. Hallelujah. Amen? And that's the one thing you had to be, you don't need to do things because you ought to do them. You need to do everything because you want to do them. Whoever loves it when somebody comes over out of duty and sit there and you go, you don't want to be here? I don't want to be here. Why are we here? Well, we're going to just be here because I know we ain't, neither one of us is going to have a good time. <laughs> but if you want to be there, if you want to do things, you know, because how many know you can be at the right place at the right time but not receive any blessing because you don't have the right attitude? You don't have the right heart. Amen. You can do the right thing but with the wrong motives or the wrong attitude and it messes you all up. Hallelujah. You know, and how you know that'll just cause great problems. Amen. And here's something the Lord just really spoke to my heart. He said, listen, you have to be obedient in the present before the future will be revealed. He said, if you'll do what I've asked you to do now, don't because today's the day of salvation. Today's the day. Don't worry about tomorrow. He said, you have to be obedient in the present before the future will be revealed. You know, and, uh, you know, obedience to God is what we need to be. Are we to do that? And isn't it funny? His obedience is that we love him. His obedience is that we rejoice in him. His obedience is that we believe in him, that we trust him. It's all these good things. It's not, 
You have to do this. You have to. He says, no, I want you to do this. I want you to have my joy. I want you to have my delight. I, I want you to have my gladness. Amen. I want you, you to experience these things of what I have for you. Amen. It's time to experience some of the things of God. Time for some demonstration of things. God's not, it, God's not withholding. We don't live in an age where God's withholding anything. The only thing God's withholding on the earth right now is judgment. He's withholding his judgment. And that's about to fall when Jesus comes, okay? He's withholding his judgment. He's withholding his judgment for who? For you and me. So that we can live our lives and share the gospel so that we can reach out and touch lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And see, we have to be obedient to God. It's so important regarding of, regardless of what the circumstances are, no matter what's going on. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read you something that Smith Wigglesworth said, and I am closing. I know one time I said that, and my daughter, after search, she said, Dad, you closed 20 times. I said, yep, but here's the key. There's many closings, but only one finish. You got to, when you have kids, you have to be smart. <laughs> I mean, that's what they used to do. They used to count how many scriptures I used, how many times I said this. It was... It's tough, man, when you go home and they critique you and say, yeah, you did this. It's like, okay. Did you get it, though? Did you get it? That's the thing. Did you get anything out of it? Hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, God help us to understand this. It is time people knew how to shout in faith as they contemplate the eternal power of our God to whom it is nothing to quicken and raise the dead. I've come across some who would be giants in the power of God, but they have no shout of faith or shout of joy. I find everywhere people who fall or fail, even when they are praying, simply because they're breathing out sentences without uttering any speech, or you, and you can't have victory that way. You've got to learn to take the victory and shout in the face of the devil. It is done. There is no man who can doubt if he learns to shout. And for those of you who don't know who Smith Wigglesworth was, he's kind of, kind of the modern-day apostle of faith. He, he raised 23 people from the dead, changed the course of nations. He never wrote a book in his life, but people wrote books about him, and he's got great books that are there. But God did supernaturally change the course of nations. Amen. But the key is, he was just saying this. He said, there are so many people who would be so good if they just get rid of the religious things and holding them back and learn how to let go and let God trust God and allow God to be God in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to get obedient in the present. Hallelujah. So the future can be revealed. Hallelujah. And doing what God's called us to. We're not asking to do it. We're asking you to get joy for you. If joyful for you is sitting in your chair going, woo, 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 that's great. Hallelujah. But don't despise joyful in others. But don't. Here's the thing about it is that joyful rejoicing and, and, and it's is one number one thing it's going to affect. It's going to affect your mouth. You're going to praise. You're going to worship. You're going to honor the Lord. You know, I mean, come on, folks. You guys all know I can't sing a lick. 
All right? I don't sing, you know, but who, I make the biggest, loudest noise. I've embarrassed myself nationwide by the, the, you know, them leaving me on. Melanie gets all nervous about shutting me off. I tell her, don't shut me off. I like, I don't care. It's off tune, off key. Hallelujah. We used to do Saturday nights and Friday nights, uh, uh, you know, for the thing there. And she'd be singing so beautifully and so pretty and so anointing. And I'm singing so off key and so, but I'm belting out that joyful noise because I'm going to belt it out because that's all I know. And I'm having fun and I go around singing and worshiping and I mix up songs and I mix up the tune it doesn't mean it sounds horrible but I'm having such a glorious time by myself because you know what I'm not praising you I'm not singing for you I'm singing for him I'm rejoicing for him I'm having a great time hallelujah and I'm happy I'm happy glory to God because of what the word of God said amen hallelujah Glory to God. Amen. With every head up and every eye open. Hallelujah. We're going to close. If you're here and you're not happy and you need to get happy, the greatest happiness in all the world is knowing Jesus Christ. This is eternal life. In John chapter 17 and verse 3, Jesus said that this is eternal life, knowing the one true and living God, knowing Jesus. Amen. If you've not ever made Jesus the Lord of your life, well, Merry Christmas. I've got the greatest gift of all just for you. Amen. And if the joy of your salvation is not real to you, it's because you need somebody to come alongside. If you've accepted Jesus, you know you're born again, but you're trying to overcome. That's why we need one another. That's why we need to be an encouragement. That's why I need to be, be a strengthener and say, no, 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 no. That's okay. Let me come along and help you. Let me come along and, and hold you up. We're going to carry you so you can get to the other side. You know, there are things that have happened, things that take place that can just, spiritual blows can come. And they do. And it can rock your world. It can rock everything. I mean, I know. But the key is, is that, glory to God, joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. God restores. He's a restorer of the breach. He's a restorer of joy. He'll restore the joy of your salvation. And so if you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you say, Pastor, I want that. Well, then just stand up where you're at. Come forward. And let me pray with you. So, oh, now you're getting really crazy. Now you're getting, I mean, now you're starting to be Baptist here where you make us come to the front. Hallelujah. <laughs> No, I just felt today that we, I was going to preach this, and if you couldn't get happy and it couldn't draw you, then we didn't need it. You didn't need to come. I couldn't do it. Somebody else, I'm doing my best. Amen? Because I love you. I do. We never, that's not to embarrass you. That's the funny thing about it. We used to say, we want to embarrass you. You know, I never felt embarrassed, you know, about loving Jesus. I, I've never felt embarrassed about the things of God because I think being a Christian is the greatest thing in all the world is to be a child of God. I don't think it's nothing greater than that to say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, when people look at, oh, you're one of those, I, man, I'm like, and you're not, I can't believe it. It shocks me that you wouldn't want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, that you wouldn't want this life. That's what shocks me, that they wouldn't want this life of the joy of knowing Jesus. So how do anywhere, I'm going to give you a chance here. Also, we're going to have our prayer team. They're going to come forward. So if you want to sneak down later, that's fine too. Hallelujah. I'm okay. Because once you sneak down, they pray for you. Everybody's going to know who you are. And then you'll become one of us crazy. So be good. It's all good. It changes you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, let's, let's all uh, stand up. Let the prayer team come down here. I love you. God loves you. We still got one. You know, we got next week with New Year's or Christmas Eve. And we're going to have a great time on that service. Hallelujah. Let's just be joyful. Let's just spread the joy. Amen. I love you. God, hallelujah. If you need prayer or anything, our, our, our prayer team is going to be down here. God bless you. Be blessed. Amen. <laughs>